0: Well, good morning and welcome to Small Simple Steps. This is episode number 30. And you know what? It's been over a month since we've last had our um, last episode. And uh, I I really feel badly about that. And I want to thank my guest today for getting me back on track because my guest today is Craig Yuveling. He's the only guy who has ever actually requested to be on my podcast. So I thank you Craig uveling Welcome.
1: Thanks Gary. Uh what
0: uh how many cups of coffee already this morning? <laughs> I'm on my first and uh it's a it's a beautiful Monday morning. I'm sitting out in my porch. I got to tell you uh you and I have uh number one our connection is a great friendship for over 30 years. We were uh uh, both college students back in the '80s, and then uh, we got both into education. And uh, a real commonality has been uh, sports. We've uh, we've mainly coached basketball. In fact, we've coached basketball. I think you and I once talked, and I think it's over seventy years between the two of us. And so, I I wanted to talk to you today uh, with all that. Experience just about uh, some reflection on um, some things that you think are important with uh, student athletes, not just getting into <laughs> sports but staying in sports. And so, um, h- here we go. Let, let let's take a look at uh, um, your your experience. What you think, and because you're also a Phi Ed teacher, and so you have. You have taught thousands of students in the gym. Um, If if we were to rank going with number five down to your number one reason, let's let's look at that. Give me one reason why students should get involved in sports. You know, and and when you say we've we've got all these years of
1: coaching over 60 years or 70 years, it's it's it just kind of makes us feel old. But uh, (laughs) we, we used to watch the David Letterman show and I used to always watch the countdown. You know, what's the number one reason? Well, you know, we today's world you know uh we're we're both retired and you get this a lot where you run into people and they say yeah my kid's thinking about quitting basketball or he's going to quit baseball and i always tell him well there's a lot of reasons for him not to quit and i i would say if we went from five to one and my fifth reason with one being the most important but my fifth reason would be very simply i would tell him i always throw that out there gary is social and you think about the two boys you raised and the two girls I raised and uh my probably my fifth reason would be social and that and that's a pretty obvious one for me because it's like it it, it gets them out of the house, it it gets them a, a seat at the lunch table, <laughs> it gets them to be invited to sleepovers and five, my fifth reason would be yeah. social. social.
0: So so you're talking about uh you know they're making friendships, staying connected. Um, and building a bond within a team is that right? hundred percent that 's awesome awesome how about uh okay let 's go to number four okay, my fourth reason and uh
1: the the next couple are they 're so close you know some people might say whether well, they 're the same thing, but when you separate my my fourth thing gary is uh coachability and what what I mean by that is you know in the real world you know, they're they're, they're usually not going to, I don't know about your sons, but they're not going to start off as their own boss and they're going to have to learn to work for somebody. And the thing I like about coachability, the one story, you know, I, you and I are both readers and that's something that with our Friendship. We we love to read, whether we're still coaching or not. That's the one recommendation I'd give to any young coach or any coach: is just read, read, read. And it doesn't always have to be sports, you know. And and one one of the things I loved about the Phil Jackson book, I don't know if you read it or not, but he said every year, every year, even with Kobe and Shaq, he would line them up by the wall. He'd say, if any of you players want to be coached up this year if any of you want to get better and allow me to criticize you and critique (laughs) you step to the free throw line and phil jackson was just shocked because here's shaq and kobe they were the first two that walked up to the line so phil was a genius in that regard because he just said he tried to convince them that this is what we're doing we're not trying to rip you we're trying Mm -hmm. to make you better and so the coachability factor the idea of swallowing your pride and allowing someone to critique you positively, critique you. I think just, you know, just being, uh, you know, allowing yourself to be
0: coached I, is I, critical for later in life. You, you know, that's such a good point. Such a good point because w- when you look at, uh, again, how uh, sports um, work uh, within your life, your whole lifetime when you get a job you can't pick your <laughs> employer and the same thing with uh, as a as a student athlete don't quit because um, you're not getting along maybe with the coach or you don't agree with the coach because that's all the more reason to probably stick with it because you you have to learn to adapt and i think we as coaches We also have to learn to adapt. You know, know what people say is, you know, you got to coach them all the same. Well, there is no reason (laughs) that. I mean, if we tried to do that, we would uh, we would get to one one kid and then the rest of them would be uh, thinking uh, that you're crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you think, you know, on that one, um, I listen to your podcast, Vandy and, and Justin, and, you know, these are young co- coaches. But after listening to those two, the first thing I thought of was, man, would I love to play for those two guys? I mean, that's the first thing when I heard that podcast is now these are two guys, but you've affected thousands of students and players and teaching but anyway as coaches the one thing i always tell the kids now is this the worst thing to happen to you is if you get a really good job and a really good boss because <laughs> <laughs> the rest of your life is going to be downhill i always tell them you got to yeah. start off in high school get the meanest uh <laughs> boss you can because uh, you do not want to peak. At 16 years old, you do no. not want to go to the rest of your life and say, you know, when I was 17, I had the greatest boss and right. job. And exactly. every boss after that, you want someone because you don't want to start on the top. So that was my fourth reason.
0: I like it. Okay, let's go to number three. You number said it's similar three. to number now,
1: four. Top three. Now, now we get a little confused, and and you, you know, Gary, you've never been a yes man. We've never accused you of that. <laughs> <laughs> and talk that's, to my wife, about And that. The, oh yeah, well, <laughs> uh, I am a yes man when it comes to my wife. All we right, know right, who's the right. boss. Uh, yeah. Let's not kid anyone. But anyway, okay. I'll I'll tell the jokes. But anyway, uh, my top make three, sure they're good ones. Yes, yes, change. my. My top three, you know, are so close, but my, it was really hard, but my two and three are pretty similar, but three is critical and that's teamwork. And when I say by teamwork is, you know, uh, uh, you and I both read a lot. And the one thing I love about, I always call you in the morning or when I'm driving, because the, the, the reason people like you, Gary, is that you make people feel good. And you are, you, you are a half full guy and people call you. And one thing I like about you is that I'm a talker. You're a listener. So we both <laughs> know, we know, and not always by that, choice, people that don't know us know <laughs> that you have to fight to get some words in oh so today th- i have to remind myself this is your podcast all right no this
0: is about you now all right all so right.
1: so teamwork
0: teamwork talk what about.
1: i love about teamwork is the idea of making sacrifices for the team and this is critical for the rest of your life is we talk about you know being coachable working for a boss well well the next one the teamwork T- tell me one job that doesn't require being a good mm. teammate. And and in sports, you know what, what I my my favorite line, and, and you and I've laughed about this, but I'm just gonna call him Joey. But you've all heard this. It could be Joey, it could be Mary, it could uh, be I, anybody. Yep. But how many times have you had a parent come up and said, Joey is wide open and he won't shoot? And I keep telling my son. <laughs> that you are wide open. Shoot. And then I have to tell the parent that there's a reason they're wide open. Yeah, <laughs> and, and he has been told that, and, and you saw some of my good teams when I had good talent and you know, and you know, as well as I do that, you know, you, you can coach all you want, but you can't be successful without talent. And I was right. always blessed with a lot of talent, but I had some kids Do you remember the Bailey kid, Austin Bailey, the great role player? And he had a rule, and and there's a reason he played college football and not college basketball, but he (laughs) was a teammate, and he had the job of guarding another team's best player. Well, his dad never understood why he was wide open. You know, I used to always tell his dad, Paul, well, there there was a reason he was wide open, but we used to tell him that you can shoot if you get an offensive rebound, but we would prefer you to kick it back out.
0: Right. And so to, right. uh, uh, I don't know how you feel yeah. about that. but Well, that, that is such, such a good point. You know, every guy has a role on the team. If you can find your mm, niche mm, and mm. you can find what you can do mm-hmm. better than everybody else and you stay focused on that one thing, that's how kids get playing time. They get, it, If you're not a shooter and you start shooting – I'm sorry, but we want makers. We don't want shooters. And so you've got uh, Joy that can't make it. He's probably – he could be the best defender, but if he's taking bad shots, you're going to have to say, you know what, I I do want to play that guy. But we just can't play him because he's taking such bad shots. If he would just focus on what he does well, he would play much, much, And And
1: and you you and I – Thing that's really hurt in sports today is is the not only the helicopter parents the ones that are uh, fix everything but more importantly is the specialization and mm-hmm. if you look at certain programs one i'm going to bring up right now they're in your backyard is the marshall tigers i have so much respect mm-hmm. for that program gary because they they it, 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 it's gotten to the point now where you think a high school program has to have five AAU players. And what I mean by that is I I love AAU because it, it gives those kids an opportunity to get better at basketball. But um, the Marshall Tigers, they are a program that stands out to me because their kids are all strong. They're all athletic. They all play a variety of sports, but exactly what you said before, every, they all bring something to the table, they may not all be exceptional basketball players. They, they may not all be gym rats, right. but I'll tell you what, their kids compete. So, so being a good team and a willing, allowing yourself to accept your role is critical to being successful the rest of your life. Right,
0: right. I tell you, I, um, just one quick example. There's a guy my uh, first year as a head coach, he was a senior, and his skill level – was really, really, really poor. Um, mm-hmm. But he was one of the best teammates that uh, you could find. He worked harder than anybody in, in practice. And during games, he would, uh, he would echo everything that uh, the, the coach was calling out to maybe uh, run a play or change the defense or whatever. And whenever he got into the game, who was the favorite out on the on the floor for for the oh, guys yes. who were done playing of course he was and he made himself that person because he knew what his role was all right awesome that that's great so you said uh you said 3 was a, a lot like 4 but then you said two is a lot like three. So let's yeah. hear what number
1: two is. Okay. <laughs> well, it's tough when you think about it. It's tough to prioritize which one's important because these are I all know. so important. And, and I can tell the way you're talking that, you know, after so many years, 60 years, how important these are. And, and, you know, the thing is, Gary, a lot of young coaches, including you and I, we used to go to clinics. And all we wanted to learn was a zone offense. All we wanted to learn was give me an offense that I can break that press with. And to me, 90% of our success is coming from these topics we're talking about right now. The coachability of your team. You know, not, you mm-hmm. know there's so many
0: good offenses. You know, right.
1: you, you, you can win with a zone defense. You can win with a man-to-man defense. There a, you know what I'm trying to say? Well, so what is
0: number two? This is okay. number two?
1: Number two. My number two is toughness. And what I mean by that is resiliency. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm going to give you an example. When my daughters played volleyball, I was very frustrated because I thought both of my daughters should have been playing varsity. They were more athletic, and you were and, a typical and, parent. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And yeah. and uh, Hall of Fame coach Mark Herzog, probably the 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 best, if not I know he's the best high school golf coach in the history of. Minnesota, 6 state champion. Tremendous
0: assistant coach for you. Yeah.
1: Son scored 1,400 points, and mm-hmm. we won over 100 games with him starting as a ninth grader. and mm-hmm. you, you used to watch him, but anyway, yeah. anyway, he gave me advice. My daughters were in 10th and 11th grade, and neither one of them were playing a lot of varsity, and I was very frustrated. We had lunch, and he told me something that changed my life, and what he said was, one of the greatest things about sports, Craig, is... It teaches kids disappointment. And if you want to fix that, if you want to intervene and go bully the coach, he'll probably play your kids. But this isn't all bad that your girls feel like they're kind of getting screwed. And Mm -hmm. what I mean by that is they're learning disappointment. And what they're going to learn from this is life's not always fair. But sometimes as parents especially today, we want to, we don't want our kids ever being disappointed and we are not preparing them for the real world. The great thing about sports is it's not always about the success. It's about how do you deal with failure and, and how do you, you know, if you get knocked down, do you get back up? And I think today too many kids like, you know what? I'm quitting. You know, it's eighth and ninth grade. I'm not getting to play a lot. I'm putting time in and it just isn't worth it. Instead of saying the word you like to use persevere and you yeah, know how stubborn you are. And I've listened what? to some of your podcast and, and I just think sports teaches you at an early life. Mm-hmm. You have two choices, and- two choices. When, when you deal with failure and when you have sports, you deal with failure um um one of my other best stories is Seth Anderson would you say one of the brightest most successful young co- coaches we have
0: absolutely he's doing a fabulous job
1: uh I love watching his teams play but where did he start his career Gary Maple River yep where did he start his coaching career oh in Earth. And he started off with great talent and a ton of success, right? State tournaments.
0: Mm, he 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 had some he had some tough kids to deal with, and uh, it was it was a bit of a struggle. The success he's
1: had now, right, is ten times better because of what he went through, exactly. and he could have easily cashed in. And that's what we try to tell the young kids: is that. <laughs> You need some bad kids to coach, <laughs> and you right, need right. some yeah. bad parents. You need, and he some was bad on the brink. He really oh, was, one hundred percent.
0: And yet he he was instilled that toughness, you know, through his parents growing up. And you know, when when you're on that fine line, it's like, uh, you know, what? Maybe I'm not going to continue on with this coaching. And then uh, because he stuck with it. Did things turn around instantly? Small, simple steps. It all goes back to you persevere, you hang in there, and things get better. And really, that's actually, if you look right now at what's happening in our world, that's that's what uh, you got to look at. There are people who are losing their job. And oh. you, you lose you lose your job and the unemployment is such where they're not hiring yet. You really find something out with resilience and hanging in there and staying positive and sticking with it and trying to better yourself. Just like when things aren't going well, getting back to as a student athlete, where if, if you're not getting playing time, what are you going to do about it? In fact, I think that is the number one question or response a parent can have to a student athlete if a student if if a son or daughter comes home and is really frustrated and upset that things aren't they're not getting as much playing time as they should if you just ask them so what are you going to do about it? let them own it oh, outstanding yeah. and 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 you know
1: gary yep. we talk about this all the time the smartest person in your family is usually grandma and grandma always says yes. life life is hard life's unfair and a lot of times life just sucks
0: and <laughs> and, and i mean
1: it's the truest thing but you go mm-hmm. back you you go back do you remember the kid named andrew i remember the
0: name I
1: remember and played, played football name? played football at saint thomas yep. uh another great football player that played basketball and uh you know if we left him in the gym by himself for an hour he'd probably get to about eight points but i'll yep, tell you what yep, did yep. he fill his role but you right. ended up flying cobras helicopters he's a lieutenant colonel in the marines wow and i uh, flew tour he had active duty combat duty both in afghanistan and iraq and and uh you know, Gary, when you have bad days or down days, like we all do, I have a shoebox with certain letters in there. And you know what? The bad letters they go in the trash can. <laughs> <laughs> the good letters go in the shoebox. And he wrote me a letter from Afghanistan, and it's a grace letter. And I don't want to embarrass him, but he put in there. He goes, he goes, Coach. When I had my basic training, they dropped us off in Florida. And we had five days to meet. We had 90 miles to cover through the Everglades. And they gave us a knife and some rope. And he said, if you can imagine this, and I'm reading this with my eyes wide open and maybe a little watery. But anyway, he said, all I could think about was your practices and how you challenged wow. us. And he goes, go. I can do this. And when I read that, I, I showed it to my assistants, toivy and Herzog. Mm-hmm. And I said... How hard were our practices? Because yeah, these are yeah. not, I hope they weren't like dropping a guy in the Everglades. And, but <laughs> again, another example of a kid that was tremendously successful that used his high school experiences to say, I have toughness. I know right. what it's like to get through practice, but we are at the number one, mm-hmm. our, how did David Letterman say? And now the number one reason why kids need to play sports growing up and my number one reason Gary are you ready I'm ready number one is effort and it gives you a work ethic that -hmm. will carry through the rest of your life and and you know you and I are both John Wooden
0: fans.
1: he has that pyramid of success and it just everybody has this on their bulletin board success is a peace of mind, which is a direct result in self-satisfied and knowing you did your best to become the best that you are capable of being. And so what does that mean to you? Yeah, exactly. It, 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 you know, it's like, to me, it has to be more than wins and losses. And I heard what Vandy said about, you know, he's this, he was a, you know, Cosgrove from Hopkins. But Vandy, I, when you told me what his record was, at Mm -hmm. park center. Right. Yeah. And it was incredible. And the greatest thing I got out of that podcast was they never talked about winning. Mm. And, 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 and all you young coaches, everybody talks about setting goals, setting goals. Well, we have to win the conference. We have to go to state. Don't none of that. What, what, what the successful coaches do is say their goals are this. We will work harder than our opponents. Now that sounds very simple. Mm -hmm. But it's nothing could be truer, Gary, that if you play more unselfish and harder than your opponents, you will be successful regardless of the score. And if you know that you're busting your butt in practice, that if you you know what, if you give a team, Gary, if if you and I were dumb enough to go back into coaching today and we had a group of kids that came in in November and gave us 100 percent every day in practice, every game. In three or four months, we're
0: going to be successful. Right. Right. <laughs> yep, you are right. And I I love that because uh, so it reminds me of a guy I met when I when I used to think that uh, we could control winning um, early on in my career. And uh, he was 25 years old, David Austin, and he, he tragically was killed in a car accident uh, when he was 25 and he. He always talked about, no, you, you can only control two things in life, your attitude and your effort. And in these top five, that's exactly what you are talking about. And if you look at the number of athletes that you've coached, when they're done and as they get older and they reflect back on their experiences in athletics, how many have regrets you think where they mm-hmm. thought you know what i really wished i would have tried harder what do you think percent? Oh, i i think probably even you
1: and i do i i i yeah. look back at and you know it, you know everybody talks about that all of a sudden you and i wake up and you're you're 60 and i'm 61 and 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 where did it go but i you know high school sports goes so fast and i I know everybody's sitting there going oh you know they're in the the old folks home but it's so true it goes so fast and it's like every practice and then you talk to kids that come back to school to visit and they're seniors in college and and you know what they say you know you know the 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 thing that coaches don't always get we worry so much about wins and losses because that's how we're measured that's how we're evaluated but Mm -hmm. the kids they really open your eyes they'll say "You, you you know what i miss coach I miss the bus. <laughs> I wow. Miss,
0: wow! I, one miss, thing the don't. <laughs> no, I
1: miss hanging out after the games at yeah. Joey Coppola's. Yeah. I Absolutely. miss going over to Joey Coppola's house and shooting pool after the games. I miss going to Applebee's. I, you know, and the yeah. camaraderie and camaraderie and, but you talk yeah. about
0: something like that.
1: And what I love about that is, is, is the quote rise to every occasion, give our best effort. And make those around us better. Is there anything Absolutely. better than that? I mean, just make and and you talk about uh, a work ethic. When you go work for a school, if you go work for a company, what jobs do your sons have right now?
0: Well, um, my uh, son Riley is an accountant, mm-hmm. and my my son Grant, he is uh, in between jobs right now. Okay so 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 he's looking for uh, uh, another position he got squeezed out as one of those small businesses will squeeze you out and uh so he's facing some resiliency right yeah now. absolutely yeah and
1: and absolutely. and if i know
0: him he's a fighter
1: yep. and he but you you talk about making other people better uh there isn't any any i i i i love watching teams that are unselfish that work hard because Mm -hmm. you and I will watch state tournament games and we'll watch a team that has no D one kids, but they're beating a team with two D one kids because the, the total effort and, and they, and I love watching basketball players that make their teammates better. In fact, if I had to tell a young coach, I would say, how many of your kids on your team have you had to challenge and say, you are too unselfish. Now that, now that to me is a compliment when you have to tell a kid, you know, we talked about the Herzog kid Mm -hmm. that scored 1,428 points at five foot six. And, and one of my favorite stories was we were playing in a state championship game and he led us, it wasn't because of the coaching and Jeff Evans, our buddy from Ev's, our buddy from Bloomington Jefferson, they were playing in the state championship game right after us. And he was watching our kids warm up. And he and his he and his staff were going. Look at the little guy out there. He must be the superintendent's kid, you know. That's the only way he made the team because you got this little five foot six kid. Remember when he played? Uh-huh. Absolutely. Evs goes. Not only did he start, he scored yeah. eight of the first ten points, and they yeah. thought that this little guy must have been the superintendent's kid. That's how he made the team, right. but but we used to have to challenge him to shoot more. Yeah. And and isn't go. that amazing, Gary? That it is. And and you know he he just how, I mean if uh, if you've had to pick one player on a you know and out probably one of your kids your own kids but a player that always made his teammates better mm-hmm. can, would, would a kid come up right now because I can pick at least three or four off the top yeah. of my head
0: yeah I I don't think I I could or would do that to a single any one out but um, there have been and those are. You know, when it, you get right down to it, and we're kind of coming to a close here, mm-hmm. but um, what if if you were to ask coaches, do you have favorites? Because I always hear that uh, these kids or parents are saying coaches have their favorites, and the answer is absolutely we have the <laughs> favorites. <laughs> now they aren't just that best player that scores the most points but it could be however they are those with it goes right back to david austin's uh, um, thought of you control your attitude and your effort and if you have one of those players that controls those two things everything aligns to help that kid who in turn helps that team become incredibly successful at whatever level They might be. Now, they're not going to necessarily win the state championship, but they're going to be better than other teams with what they have. And so I love what you have said. These top five, I think, are really, really, really solid and doesn't surprise me. You've had incredible success over the years with both boys basketball girls basketball um you still have that fire in your belly you know i i heard you say earlier if we were dumb enough to get back into coaching well you know what we we need coaches like you um kids need coaches like you and so i want to uh, um, give you credit for all of the things that you have done for the huge number of kids over the years you've even coached ninth grade basketball, and every single kid, if they allowed to be coached, and I know that was one of your top five, I think it was maybe Mm -hmm. number four, are you coachable? If they allow themselves to be coached, they become better players. However, more importantly, I think they become better people. So I want to thank you for being on the podcast. This has been such a delight for me to uh, be able to discuss this. And uh, in closing, I just want to say, everybody out there, stay awesome.